you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. What do you know about this? Oh, you'll love it. Up and under. How does she do that? That's a kind of a shot that a winner takes and a winner makes. She can do it right there. She put it in. She put it in. She got it. The GOAT delivers again. I don't dance for free. Welcome to Buckets. This is Action Network's basketball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Maria Marino, joined once again by Action Network writer Jim Turvey. We have had you covered all throughout the WNBA playoffs. Now uh, we have a game four to preview here uh, during the finals. That's right. Uh, The sweep did not happen. We still have a series. Jim, welcome back. Yeah, glad to be back. It's it's been fun chatting through every game of these. I'm I'm so happy we've been able to kind of dissect game by game. I think it 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 makes it challenging to to not you know zoom in hyper specifically and in, in terms of you know overreacting and stuff like that. But that's half the fun in sports is overreacting to to individual games in the finals. So yeah, we 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 definitely have a series. We've got we've got you know you can lead with some news here, but uh, there is it's it's going to get interesting here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, if you haven't heard already, uh, some some major injury news. Now, if you watched Game 3 at all, you know that Chelsea Gray left about midway through the fourth quarter uh, with an injury. It's not clear exactly what it is. We know it's a leg injury or a foot injury. Um, I just want to say that I think the Liberty at that point pretty much had the game in hand. And this is just such a bummer because rather than us sort of just reacting to that game and, you know, what we saw from an X's and O's standpoint and, you know, all of that, we have to talk about, you know, injury and how that's going to affect the series because not only has Chelsea Gray been ruled out for game four, but uh, here on Tuesday, we get word that Kia Stokes has also been ruled out for game four with a foot injury. So. There's some video floating around on Twitter and Chelsea is in a boot and also on a scooter. Um, And Kia Stokes, meanwhile, is on crutches and and she apparently woke up the day after the game with pain. Uh, So we're still trying to figure out exactly what's caused these injuries, but we know that those two are out, at least for game four. Questionable for game five, but I... I don't know how that's going to go, if necessary, I should add. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bummer for many reasons. I think, you know, like you said, uh, part of that is, you know, taking, you know, align, realigning focus. Um, but mm -hmm. I think the biggest bummer is that, you know, Chelsea Gray is arguably the most fun player to watch in the league, in the finals especially. She is one of the rare athletes. We talked about it earlier in, in our, our finals coverage, but she's one of the, the rare athletes who really seems to have that kind of next level to, to really step up in the finals. And I think, you know, for, for, for neutrals, but even fans of, of either team, certainly an Aces fan is going to be upset. But I think even Liberty fans, you know, you, you want to see the bet. This is what we want is we want mm -hmm. to see these two super teams, ideally fully healthy, squaring off, truly the best team uh, gets the trophy at the end. But that there's also the inevitability of, of injuries. It, it is unfortunate, but it is something that is, you know, it is baked into athletics there are always going to be players right. out there. You almost never see a fully clean playoffs in which, you know, two teams stay fully healthy the entire time. It is, it is very rare. Um, you mentioned that when she went out, it was pretty much in hand. It, it, I'll say this, it was an eight point game. Mm. Um, it ended up at, uh, what ended up at 14. I think it was around that time where the aces had cut into it a little bit, but the Liberty had kind of stopped the bleeding, but it was, you know, it was still around there. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Liberty kind of really ran away with it right at the end there because Chelsea sure. is so important. And that's we'll, we'll talk through, you know, game four and, you know, maybe even sneak a peek to, to series pricing as well. But um, she, she led the aces in minutes this season, which it, it wasn't really because she's like the young buck, you know, she's, she's the vet on this team, but they really don't have a backup point guard and they really don't even have a backup initiator who they, they certainly not one that they trust in the finals. So it's really going to be interesting to see, you know, her and Stokes Stokes is very, you know, a very underrated part of, of this team, but we saw in game two, you know, the, when she had those eight first half points, that was pretty key to, to them getting out to that crazy fast start that they had. This is a team that does not have great depth. Missing two starters in addition to Candace, who they haven't had in forever, it really has them in an in interesting spot and leaves betters looking at, you know, lots of different angles here. So I, I think there's going to be a lot to talk through here. Definitely. And uh, make sure if you're not already, you're following uh, Jim at Turvy Bets in the Action app and myself at Maria C. Marino. Now on our last podcast, uh, I talked about how I felt like some of the things that we expected in game two, I thought might be the case in game three, but I wasn't necessarily advising to bet it just because uh, the Aces after game two just looked so dominant and so confident. Uh, that, you know, I was a little unsure. I did wake up Sunday morning and bet the Liberty money line. So um, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to start moving the record back into positive territory. <laughs> um, but to your point, I think um, even though the Liberty were leading throughout most of game three on Sunday, there was still that too close for comfort feel until I would say, when Chelsea went out, Kirsten Bell came into the game. And I remember at that point, I'm thinking, why is, why, why is Kirsten Bell coming yep. into the game? And then it all kind of unfolded that, that Chelsea had gotten injured. And then, um, then Becky eventually sort of, you know, waved the white flag, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, it was actually shaping up to be one of the closer games that we've seen between these two. Um, but let's, let's um, analyze a little bit of what we saw further apart from the injury, you know, um, John Quilt Jones, if, if this series somehow, 
you know, ends up going the Liberty way. I mean, that uh, bet that you advised before the series about her being the MVP, I think that is still uh, very much in play because I really do think she has been the Liberty's most important and also most consistent player throughout the entire postseason. Um, we've seen um, Stewie be more up and down than we're used to seeing. Same thing with Sabrina. Same thing with Benaja Laney, who uh, for the last, what, two months of the season was like such a, such a consistent scorer. Um, so, you know, once again, JJ uh, shows out uh, in a do or die game and not only is uh, doing her part defensively on Asia Wilson and sort of being that, uh, that second line of defense for the Liberty, but also offensively. And, um, you know, we saw her knock down, what, four triples on Sunday, which we know she can shoot the three. But uh, to see her have, I believe, seven attempts um, because she was given, being given space and to be able to knock down four of those, um, I think really, really helped the Liberty um, get a little bit of separation. So she was phenomenal. And, um, you know, Sabrina, meanwhile, still didn't score a ton, uh, made three triples. So she had nine. But the big thing with her was the 11 assists. Um, and, and I thought about this, too, after game two. Um, you know, she is she is a playmaker and, you know, f- facilitating has been one of her strengths throughout her career. So I'm, I'm glad that they sort of tapped into that skill from her and not necessarily just relying on her uh, to score points. But I think you'll probably agree with me, Jim, the biggest difference in game three was just the overall defensive effort and energy. I felt it and noticed it right from the tip. And that includes Courtney Vandersloot. And, you know, we, I think rightfully criticized her after games one and two, because she was kind of a defensive liability and she was just much more locked in, much more focused, uh, just much more energetic and, Active, you know, she got her hands on on a lot of uh, a lot of loose balls and things of that nature, and so the team was just playing consistently much better defense. So, you know, I kind of liked, you know, I'm not opposed, or I wouldn't be surprised, I should say, if even if you took these injuries out of the equation for a second, I thought, okay, maybe the Liberty have a good chance here in Game Four. And by the way, you and I were both in the building, um, and it was a great atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. I think you do well. I think all the talking points are kind of naturally going to be looking forward um, after mm-hmm. this. these two big uh, injuries, especially Chelsea. I, th- I think, you know, key is very important, but A, I think maybe we think her injury is less severe. Um, you know, we'll approach that as as news comes out. But um, also, she's not quite at the level of Chelsea. So the, the Chelsea Gray injury is going to be the natural talking point. But I think it's really interesting to look before that injury happened. It was we finally, you know, had a close game, but the Liberty were pretty much leading the whole time. They they did look finally like the team. You know, I think you and I, uh, I, I certainly speaking for myself, I those first two games almost confounded me. I didn't really yeah. know what to make of it. I didn't know if the Liberty had just looked scared. They didn't look scared in game three. I didn't know if the Liberty, the Aces defense had found another gear to kind of shut down the Liberty. And then on the other side, I didn't know if they had found another gear to, you know, shoot at a level that I didn't find sustainable for the finals. All three of those came back to earth and suddenly the Liberty looked like, you know, on par with, if not slightly better than the aces, which is 
basically where I was at before this series. So for me, I felt like I, I, I got the key. I got out of the insane asylum. I was like, okay, this is the, the last two games that made me feel totally crazy. I am now, yeah. I, I don't feel as crazy. So um, I think a lot can be said for it. Like you said, that, that crowd, you know, I believe it was record setting gate. I think that was the exact terminology, the, the most yep. um, in ticket sales ever. Over, um, uh, over 17,000 people to be exact. Yeah. And it was, it was electric. And, and one thing I thought was really cool when you, you were talking about JJ and, and, you know, she came to this team and because she wants that she, she got so close. So many, a couple of times before. And so in the, she got the post post game interview on the court. And yeah. like the first thing she did was like, this is so, she basically said, this is so cool. Like, like looked up yeah. at the crowd and was like, this is amazing. I, I think, you know, you don't, I, I'm, I, I tend not to overweigh, you know, narrative as much. I'm more of the, the numbers type, but I do think there is something to be said for, you know, I, I think there is a flip in perspective from the, how these two teams are approaching. We talked a lot in those first two games about how the aces were the aggressors. They were taking it to the Liberty. They certainly might still be able to do that, but the, the vibe switch, uh, you know, with, with Chelsea out, that is, she is the dog. She is the one who is absolutely driving them. She'll be doing it from the bench, but there's something we said for having that person on the court and really setting the tone out there. It's going to be really interesting to see, see where they get that from. I, I think it's going to be Asia. We'll, we'll talk through later. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as we go through prop, props, potentially, I think she's going to, I think it's, it's, it's awesome. It's going to come down to the, you know, the last two MVPs and, mm-hmm. and Asia, you know, she, she has been upset and her coach has been upset about her not being MVP this postseason. This is a great time to, if she steps up and has like 35 and 15 and they win in New York without Chelsea Gray, I, I think that shuts down the conversation for a bit. And I, I think she has it in her. The question is with Stewie and JJ to throw at her. Is it going to be possible? So I, it, it's going to be a really fascinating game. All of these games have have been excellent narrative wise. It's been all over the place, but I think this is maybe the most intriguing of of all the games so far. Definitely, and we will get into the game, how we're betting it, sort of what we expect game script wise, and of course, uh, what you're eyeing in terms of props. But before we do, I just want to remind everybody that buckets is presented by bet MGM use bonus code action when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets. If your first bet loses for new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming terms and conditions apply must be 21 or older gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe access to a center is easy and affordable interested in experiencing the ee system technology for yourself Go to unifiedhealing.com slash blue wire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Okay, so game four, we can get into that now a little bit more in depth. I did want to do game three. It's justice of kind of like just reacting and like digesting what we saw there. Uh, But for the spread, we are looking at now the libs favored by five and a half or so. When the line opened, I believe it was one and a half, but I saw up to three. So uh, clearly <laughs> uh, that that when that news dropped on Tuesday about both Chelsea Gray and Kia Stokes being out, um, that that line moved quite a bit. So it's a 8 p.m. tip Eastern on ESPN. Um, do you have any thoughts on a side here? Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned kind of the change in in the spread since the news has come out. But what I find interesting is you mentioned that um, the Liberty were favored right after the game. And I don't based on how much that number has moved. I think that the books flipped it from game three in which the aces were favored, which it's interesting. You don't see the books overreact a whole lot. I thought they overreacted a little bit. I, that being said, I didn't bet it. I was scared too. It, it, yeah. Those first two games really did make it seem like, okay, we might just have, you know, fully aces here. So they made the aces favored for game three. And then after game three, it was now Liberty favored. Now it was kind of that flipping point of, you know, one and a half either way. But now, sure. you know, I came into the series thinking Liberty um, about a half point favorite over the aces on neutral court. I think having seen, uh, what that home court looked like, and now having seen the Liberty playing up to their potential, I think that that like Liberty minus three and a half neutral with with the players who came into the finals is about where I'd be. I do think that Chelsea Gray and Kia Stokes are worth more than two and a half. So I, even if this line is Liberty at six, I see value uh, on the Liberty side. Um, you can even find a four and a half in the market still. But where I think I like even more. And, you know, we've talked about the snowballing effect. It, mm. it once again proved true. Now it proved true in a way that I think, you know, is the most disappointing and maybe not, um, you know, it's not going to happen again. Not because indicative, it was, perhaps. Exactly. Um, but you can get some, you can get Liberty by uh, double digits at around two to one. And you can get Liberty minus 15 at plus 400. There is a decent chance that the Liberty get out of the gates strong. The The aces are like, hey, we got game five in the building we're going to need 40 minutes of Asia, Jackie and Kelsey in game five. Let's, let's not burn that. Let's not burn that bridge in game four. If we're down 15 at the half down 20 at the end of the third, something like that. I do think that there is a, a, that that end of the spectrum isn't covered in, in the odds. I think that, I think there is a, there is some value to be had in, in the blowout potential of this game from the Liberty side of things. Um, I'll, I, there's a couple other ways to attack this, but I wanted to, to flip over to you as well to see if, if you were on a side. You know, um, this is tough. I Like I said, I felt like seeing how the Liberty responded and seeing that while they were winning throughout the majority of the game, they didn't necessarily play their best. You and I actually talked about that yeah. uh, on Sunday. Like, yes, JJ played incredible, but you know, there were some sloppy things. There were some things that weren't executed as well as they could. And because of that, I was like, okay, I think they're onto something. And I think they could actually even, even up their level a little bit. Um, I'm a little bit thrown naturally by the injury, well, injuries, because, you know, sometimes, you know, injuries can be weird. And you talk about the narrative side of it, because I think that's where I tend to fall, like when you and I have these discussions. 
And like, of course, the Liberty are going to say, you know, we prepare the same way, no matter what, and yada, yada. But like, is there going to be a subconscious, subconscious complacency? Is there going to be like uh, a rallying effect for the aces? I find it. I find it hard to expect that given now that Stokes is injured as well. Like, even if it was just Chelsea, it'd be like, okay, well, Alicia Clark is a, a starter caliber player. She's the sixth woman of the year. If, if you, you know, get her to play more minutes, like they're probably okay. Um, but now with Stokes too, I mean, I feel like somebody like Kayla George will have an easier task in terms of, you know, Stokes is relied upon for her defense and her rebounding. And as long as Kayla George can focus in on her assignments and the communication, I mean, it's going to be tough because she hasn't played a lot, you know, with these other players. Um, And, you know, defense is is really big in terms of communication. Um, And the reason I I talk about Kayla George, by the way, um, one of my friends, Jackie Powell from the next had, had uh, tweeted about just, um, Kayla George and Alicia Clark not wearing like the different color pennies that usually the players would wear coming off the bench in their in their practice. Um, so that would presume that Kayla George would be in the starting lineup. We obviously don't know that for sure. Um, I'm really beating about beating around the bush here and and just kind of pre- <laughs> well, preventing. No, I... I'm I'm like putting off you know making a pick. I think I think that. Um, because of the blowout potential we've seen, even prior to these injuries, yeah. to me, Liberty makes sense. Uh, Liberty makes sense to cover, but um, to to be fully transparent, I'm still a little I'm still a little shook by you know just how much the like the, how much the series has shifted all of a sudden. No, it's a great point because you know we talked about how much. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how much the books overreact in one direction. And now it's very much moving the other. Now, part of that is the injuries, but also I think injuries are a classic way for the public to overreact and and the books to kind of be like, oh, we're not going to overreact quite that much. So it is crazy to see yeah. the shift from aces minus one and a half in game three to now Liberty up to, you know, minus six in, at some books. Um, but you, you brought up such a good point about the, like, not, they did Liberty didn't play all that well. And you can, you can frame that in two ways. You can say, you know, Brianna Stewart, uh, Sabrina Ionescu and Benajah Laney, all three of them have not had a single game in the finals where they even once scored their season average for points per game. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But a decent part of that is because the aces are an incredible defense and they've had JJ be the one to beat them and salute. Those are the two that they want beating them, not the other three. So I, you can yeah. cut that both ways. You can say that this Aces team has shown the, an ability to to really hamper the Liberty's arguably, you know, three of their top four weapons. That that is a plus. That's not a negative. That the the counting on it regression to come there is is maybe not entirely fair. Now the flip side of that is let's look at matchups a little bit. So if if Kayla George and Alicia Clark are going to be the two coming in the lineup, and I think that does make a lot of sense. I I originally had Kirsten Bell slotted in in that fifth. Um, starting spot. Mm. I think with the size that the Liberty have, I think it does make a lot of sense for Kayla George to to be the fifth starter. And then for Kirsten Bell to kind of be that spark plug off the bench if they need offense and three-point shooting. So if they go with Kayla George, that means that either Stewie or JJ is going to have Kayla George on them. Kayla George, all, all due respect, she's not at the level 
of Akia Stokes defensively. I'm I'm going to be watching the game and seeing who if if the Liberty are just relentless in trying to like pick on that matchup. And when Kirsten Bell is in in there, um, again she's she's got good length, but just not used to playing with this top unit. Um, when I had Bell projected in the starting lineup, a, a bet that I was really looking at was Benajelini over 13 and a half points. I think she might be able to get there even if um, it is Clark that starts the game and would likely be her matchup. Um, but in those minutes that Bell is on the court, I'm really going to be looking at Laney to use a lot of movement. She's like the, the Liberty's most active player. You know, she's always on the move, finding corners, finding space. The, the number one thing, if you haven't played with a, a, a five-person unit a lot, you, you just – you you can lose track of people at times. I think Laney getting loose in the corner for a couple of threes, um, her, her three point prop is over one and a half and it's minus minus one eighty, which is, you know, pretty juicy. It's implied 64%, but she's hit that six out of eight this postseason. And I think this of all the matchups in the postseason is actually maybe the one that's most interesting for her. So that's another one I think to, to keep an eye on, especially if we get news that it is Kirsten Bell in the starting lineup. But I think, I think you did some good research there. And I, I think it does make sense uh, to see Kayla George, in which case, maybe you'd be looking at Stewie points, Stewie rebounds, um, or if they decide they want to take away Stewie, maybe it's it's JJ just going off again. Um, which, yeah, we would love for the the Finals MVP play. So there's a lot of moving parts here. I think um, you know if we do get potential Game Five, we're going to have a lot more information to work with. But it's really fun to try and you know project out some of these matchups and and do this do this work on the front end and try and see some p- potential spots to bet. You know, interestingly, I, I, f- I find the matchup discussion um, tough and actually still kind of a mismatch if you think about it, because I still think that the Aces guards have the advantage. Like, I, because you still have Sloot and Sabrina, you know, on that perimeter for the most part, or Maureen Johannes, who has a lot of trouble on, on defense. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice for that the Liberty have somebody like Kayla Thornton that they can mix in because she seems to do well against bigger bodies. Um, but it's like, to me, like the matchups are not necessarily a given in favor of New York. I, you know, it, it really depends. I think that I think the the front court are obviously in a in a better place, but the front court hasn't necessarily been the issue in the series for the liberties. <laughs> no, it's such you know? a good point. And, and again, I, I did a little bit of, of projecting this in, in prep for this um, before I was even thinking of Kayla George being in the starting lineup. And what I was looking at was, you know, last game we saw Stewie go on to Kelsey plummet or uh, onto Chelsea gray at times, which was a, a twist from Sandy that I really liked. And I thought did a Ooh, really good job. We undersold her a little bit, maybe at times. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll speak fairness, for myself. In yeah. fairness. No, we talked about the coaching advantage of Becky Hammond. And that's yep. another thing that's giving me a little bit of, hesitation too because I know that she is she is scheming right now and understanding that like there's there's some stuff going on here but also there's going to be some surprises I think I don't know what it's going to look like but um you know she's taking she knows her personnel you know better than we do and we just don't know exactly what to expect I think that's really like the overarching theme for me anyway and you talk about like a, a backs against the wall. No one believe on believes in that. So we were talking about how I don't know how she did that before the series to kind of make them the underdog. She's not going to have trouble no. getting that message across now. So 
Um, in terms of of the aces props, just really quick. So I I I think we could see. I, I originally was thinking maybe the Liberty will do to Kelsey uh, to Kelsey Plum what they had done to Chelsea Gray last game and put Stewie on her. But if Kayla George is in that starting lineup, I don't think they can afford to do that. And I think it goes back to having Vandersloot on there. I think mm. Plum is going to get a lot of usage. So I was looking, I uh, looked at, you know, re- I've referenced this site on the podcast before. I love this site, pbpstats.com. I always say it, have Ooh. to say it that slow. Um, but it, it does great on-off stuff. So with Chelsea off the court, um, all three actually, Asia, Jackie, and Kelsey all see their scoring rise, which is not super surprising, you know, when you have someone who averages about 17 points per game off the court. What I thought was interesting is that both Asia and Jackie actually saw their um, field goal percentage go up with Jack with Chelsea off. Now, I think there's some noise in there. Mm. I think because of the minutes that Chelsea will have been off are likely during blowouts, maybe against lower uh, quality opponents. But I, I think that, you know, Asia is a name that I am coming back to of like, I, I could see this being a decent play for an escalator on Asia. I, I am on the Liberty as a whole this game. And I do think there is a, a decent chance of blowout. But if, if I want to look, if I'm going to be on the Aces side of things, I think it's going to be Asia just having an absolute monster of a game. 35 and 15 were the numbers I threw out earlier. You know, if, you, if you're putting together a same game parlay, you know, stuff with her just really going off and, and an Aces win, I think is if you want a long shot taken on this and you want to be on the Aces side, I really do think that that's kind of the path to victory. You know, um, I'm... I'm worried about that because I think what we saw in game three was more in line with what we saw throughout this season in terms of Asia struggling against John Quill Jones. And I think JJ only kind of just asserted that, uh, that notion. And I do wonder, um, I, I wonder about, her ability to sort of weather the storm without that same sort of support, um, you know, from her point guard and, and everything else. Um, so I, you know, I, I just, I, this is such a, this is such a quandary to me. And, and by the way, we talked about, uh, another thing that, that Sandy did, correct me if I'm wrong, was Lainey guarding, um, Jackie Young throughout the whole series, or was that a game three thing? I feel like I noticed her on Jackie Young a lot more in, in game three. I definitely noticed in game three because they were going back and forth at each other a, a fair about a fair you're, amount. You're um, right. Uh, Jackie was getting super frustrated, yeah, and she, she ends really up only was. she ends up only with eight points. Um, I would think that she's going to look to attack a lot more. Um, yeah. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if she goes. If she has a, a you know a, a big game, um, but the Chelsea is just like she's so integral to everything they do from a confidence standpoint, from a communication standpoint, on offense and defense. Like Chelsea Gray's defense, oh my goodness. was definitely a factor on both Sab and Sloot, like for sure. Just like we we talk about how they looked scared, that came from Chelsea. Yeah, that came just from like- Chelsea. Taking taking upon herself to just meet them at half court and just rip the ball out of their hands. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, say, can I say one thing really yes. quick to your point? Because you make a very good point on Asia. So the last game she was four of sixteen, and now in theory, Stewie might be in the post more often. She might have to deal with that even more. So I think that that's a decent point. So maybe the way we attack is is an escalator on all of the big three because I these these the surrounding cast is really 
we, we've seen it from the aces. They aren't going to score. And I, I mentioned earlier that all three see their points per possession go up. So the books are obviously going to know this to a certain extent. But again, I think if you play, you know, an esca- like a, a plus 400 escalator on, on points for each Asia, Jackie, mm-hmm. and Kelsey, and one of them hits, you're in the positive. And I do think, you know, it's, it's likely idea. one of them goes off because I don't see Alicia Clark or Kirsten Bell really chipping in all that much. If they're going to make any sort of a game of this, um, yeah. I, I think you, one of the three is going to hit. We haven't seen any any uh, lines on Clark, have we? Just out of curiosity. I have not yet, no. Um, and I because... haven't seen Kelsey Plum assist. That's the other one I would look for that I hope comes out before the game. Okay, copy that. Sorry, Just because off, um, yeah. I thought, you know, and, and plus minus won't really tell you much in this scenario, but I thought that the Clark minutes on Sunday were quite productive. Like, I just feel like she... Um, is another one who's kind of underrated. She's an incredibly good defender. She always seems to make a timely bucket. Um, she seems to be super calm, and you know. Uh, so I'm interested. I'm interested to see. She played 27 minutes in the last game, and um, yeah, I, uh, I, I I'm curious just the the, the impact that she's going to have getting getting more minutes. Um, but you know, we talked about this even before game two. Just the fact that Becky was essentially playing a six-person rotation and, you know, can the Liberty help get the Aces into foul trouble? Can they, you know, do this or that? Like, that's going to be, you know, even more crucial um, in terms of the actual game script. But, um, yeah, I uh, I have not – I you probably tell. I have not made up my mind um, in, terms of, in terms of props, so I'm – I'm happy to hear any other suggestions that you. No, I don't. I don't hate waiting it out. And I think because there are other questions in the starting lineup. Um, again, I always talk about how I think that to a degree books struggle with the far ends of uncertainty. I think you know the medians are a little bit easier to find than the extremes sometimes, especially when there are more unknowns. So I think looking to leaning into those unknowns and trying to get plus big plus numbers um, is, is a, is a decent idea in, in a game like this where there are a lot of question marks in terms of who's guarding, who, who's going to have their usage rate. Uh, right. How many minutes are people going to get? Um, I, I think those are, are, it's a decent time to look at, at um, you know, longer, longer plus money bets. And I would say this too. Um, I really like the escalator idea with the sort of the now big three on the aces. I think that the Kelsey plum number is probably a little inflated. I think we yeah. saw her points at what 22 and a half, um, which went up from the, the previous game. Cause she had 29 in, in game three. But like I said, I'm curious, I would keep an eye on Jackie young because that might be on the lower side. Um, and we know what she's capable of. And I've seen her, you know, play well at Barkley center, even if it wasn't an aces victory. Um, so we have that, uh, you know, what's interesting, too, is John Quell, because she was doing a, quite a bit of scoring, I think she actually had her lowest um, rebound output in, in quite a while. She had eight in game three. I think that must be the first game of the postseason that she didn't technically get a double-double. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think- I think and, because and, and she was hitting all those more, threes, yeah, she was more yeah, she, on the perimeter. You're right. Yeah. She was more on the perimeter. And Stewie actually uh, did get a double-double, got 12 boards. Uh, so just a just a side note there and and something to something to keep an eye on. What about total? Should we talk about that really quick? Yeah, I, I lean towards the under, but I think I'm going to kind of 
hyper focus it. Um, it. It doesn't entirely make sense to give out the big three escalator points on the aces and then say team total under. But I think that there are ways in which, you know, there is value on both of those. I do think aces team total under, that was one that was one of your bets for last game. I really liked and, and hopped along and joined that that hit with with. Well, to be fair, it wasn't like an official bet, but I like thought about it and I the brought it up. The logic was but... great. The logic was great. It was enough to win me over. I hopped on. Okay, good. Going to run it back for game four. Um, you know, Chelsea integral to the offense and and just we you and I talked last game about how there was a lot of shooting regression that was likely due on this team, and it it did happen, which it. You know, you don't always want to try to catch the falling knife, as as our uh, former colleague Raheem Palmer likes to say. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the knife makes itself obvious that it's got dulled edges, and you can you can reach out and yeah. grab it with safety. And I think the the numbers they were putting up in the first two games just weren't going to be sustainable, especially on the road in a finals atmosphere. Uh, and I think you know that that numbers dropped a couple points um, because a the the Liberty are now the favorite and B the total itself has gone down with the news that Chelsea's out. But I think there's still uh, some value on the team total under for the aces. And also to um, sort of defend your thought a little bit on like those three players maybe going over. I mean, there is a scenario that those three have great, all great games, but it's still just not enough <laughs> yeah. firepower because five from each and score 82 and, and right. both things happen. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that's something to consider. And for what it's worth, the um, total as a whole went under uh, in game three, I believe. And uh, right now we're looking at about 168 and a half dropped a couple points, um, I think, after the injury news. And that was I want to say 170 ish, maybe 172 was what we had going into um, the last game. So, you know, I could see. As far as like a whole game standpoint, I could see the Liberty um, flowing offensively, but I could also see them grinding it out and and like, you know, having more of an ugly shooting performance, but still winning fairly, fairly handily as well. Yeah, I think I, I lean to you with the under as well, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I just feel like I, I apologize because I feel like this, we talked about it like this. There's just a little bit of a, Eh, kind of feeling now um you know do we, do we really quick want to look at like uh series price and finals mvp um sure why not i mean we talked about uh jj a little bit before last time i had checked she was at like plus 1100 what else what else are you thinking well let's just let's let's uh, i'll give the numbers and then we can see if there's anything that grabs us so the aces are still minus 300 to win the finals the liberty are plus 240 for the the series mm-hmm. overall does that does that interest you at all if we think that you know we don't want to prognosticate out we we don't want to report and guess more than we know on chelsea we know that right. she is in a scooter that is not a great sign we know that there's a shorter turnaround from game four to five than there Ooh. actually has been earlier no. in the series i forgot to mention that game five would be on friday yeah. not sunday interesting if i did not have if i was not heavily leveraged on the liberty already i think i would be on the liberty at that plus 240 price i i i'm not gonna double down so maybe that uh use that as a point of you know um knowing how much i'm I'm in or out exactly um but i think at this second there is value on liberty plus 240 agreed and one thing that we failed to mention last pod that um our our colleague at action network currently brian fonseca mentioned was i believe he said that um 
seven prior final series had gone the distance, had gone five games, uh, but all of them had a split in the first two games, which, you know, <laughs> prior to uh, the the result of game three and the ensuing injuries would have been not good for the Liberty side of things. Um, but now I feel like anything can happen because of those injuries, even though, you know, the Liberty have to contend with uh, having to go back to Vegas should they uh, indeed force a game five. Well, and there's the other, the flip side of that was that eight times a team had taken a 2-0 lead, seven of those eight just finished in a sweep. So the Liberty were kind of already to have, and, and I think we both agree, even if Chelsea plays the full game, the, the Liberty win, win that game. So they had sure. already positioned themselves kind of, in a, well. kind of in a class of their own. There's one other team that had for, even only forced a game four. So I think it is fair to say we are in a little bit, you know, when you, when you have... Exactly. When you only have 26 years of a sample, you know, that sounds like a lot, but it, it really true. is. I keep forgetting that. It's not, <laughs> it's really not that much. It really is not all that much. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you mentioned JJ finals MVP. So just real quick, I'll say Asia Wilson's minus 115 right now. Uh, Stewie plus 500, Kelsey Plum plus 350, Jackie and John Quell are both at plus a thousand. Um, and then Sabrina's at plus 2,800. I think John Quell at, still at plus a thousand. 10 to one is yeah. if you're going to get on the Liberty, maybe instead of plus plus two forty, I really don't haven't seen a lot from Stewie that would make me think Stewie's getting this award over John Quill Jones. If you want to get some, you know, a, a cheap times four on, yeah. on your Liberty ticket, I, I do think John Quell is still the way to go for this. And if you're leaning aces, I think um, we, we mentioned this, this is a, a strategy that you had going into the series. You didn't see the value on, Stewie or Asia, but from an Aces perspective, you're still getting quite good value on Kelsey and Jackie. Yeah. And I think um, now that Chelsea Gray is likely out uh, potentially for the rest of the series, those two, I would, I wouldn't be surprised, especially Kelsey, because because um, yeah. Jackie struggled last game. So maybe maybe there's a play on Kelsey Plum for for MVP if. Uh, if you feel like the aces will find a way in this series. Yeah, I think that's a great point. My my biggest holdup, I was talking um our good friends Dano and Calvin, we reference them all the time, and Danny as well. Um I I the the my biggest holdup on Kelsey is I just I haven't heard people talking about her as if right. she could be found. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel yeah. like there'd sometimes be a little buzz coming out of the first two games. To me, that wasn't the buzz to the point where I was like, I think the voters at this second would just vote Asia. I really haven't heard that, even though, again, she had 29 in game three. So I, I am a little bit curious if it is going to be one of those things where so much has been made of the regular season MVP that it's kind of like we can't not give it to Asia again. Imagine like down the road, we're looking mm. and we're like, we gave it to Kelsey Plum over Asia Wilson. Like Asia Wilson's yeah. a top five player all time. What were we thinking? So I am with you in thinking that 350 has has some value, especially if you want to play the aces in in some manner. Um, but I'm a little bit nervous. I just haven't heard the the buzz about. A yeah, like she hasn't MVP. dominated the narrative, yeah, and her yeah. arguably her best game was uh, was Sunday, but that yeah. got uh, dimmed by the whole Chelsea Gray injury exactly. thing. So it's yeah, it's maybe not maybe not top of mind. But um, to answer your question, like I'm kind of with you. I'm not necessarily doubling down on the Liberty. Um, I think people who listen to this pod know where I stood even at the beginning of the season and how I felt going into the the playoffs, but 
as someone new coming in and and you want to uh, go on either side, I definitely feel like it's worth it's worth a flyer yeah. if you want to even call it that on the liberty side because the value is there, the momentum is there, and now we know that there's a personnel uh, issue on the side of the aces. So yeah, I I I would endorse that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm like gonna double down, like I said, but you... I did. If you recall, <laughs> put one of my bets before the series was um, Liberty and five, and that was at a plus five hundred ish number. So that is, I'm kind of just like happy to. Yeah, no, that's a great call. Rest on my laurels there. Um, I'm not gonna just based on how lopsided games one and two were. I'm not gonna like go further on that if that makes sense do you have a jj ticket yet are you intrigued by adding one if you don't yes okay yeah that and that answers that question because i probably should have done that especially since i already was kind of leaning liberty i should have just took it a step further and gone john quell at even a like a really great number before the series but i didn't because i'm an ass but um (laughs) but yeah even at this point yeah i think i think you you're right. I mean, I think um, uh, that's probably that probably is the way to go. See, look, look at all the conclusions we're coming to. We're like talking this <laughs> out, and we're like, okay, that logically makes sense, and that's important because, like I said, I just think it's easy to get overwhelmed by um, the roller coaster nature yeah. of this series. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad. I feel like I've now I've okay, like I, I've I've had some sort of resolutions in my mind, so that's good. Perfect. That's where you want to be at the, at the end of a, a, so, a chatting it out so, podcast session. Yeah. So, so JJ, I'm gonna float MVP, and if you haven't, um, and if you haven't bet the Liberty yet, uh, I, I feel like kind of how how could how could you not? And I I don't want to say like okay, you know, the Liberty you're definitely gonna win, but it just makes sense from a value standpoint. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I think we've we've been in lockstep every, every pretty much the whole finals, and we haven't jinxed it yet. That's but, good or bad. <laughs> I know, I, <laughs> but but we will see. I, I think it should be a. a I, I, I want to reiterate. I think it's going to be one of the most like if you're like a basketball head, like this is one going to be one of the most interesting like matchups. I think you're going to see both coaches absolutely on their like laser focus a game. Not that you wouldn't yeah. be in the finals anyways, but there's so many factors now that you have to really be locked in. So yeah, um, it should I be an just, awesome game. Just picture Sandy, like waking up in the middle of the night, like what is Becky cooking up? Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like losing, oh, sleep absolutely. Over, losing sleep over it. Um, but here's, here's the deal. We are going to have at least one more pod because, you know, regardless of the outcome on Wednesday, we will definitely wrap things up, but, uh, you know, we'll definitely before Friday, cause again, it's a, it's a game day is, is Friday. Uh, if we're going to be playing a game five, we'll do another pod like this. Uh, but so we'll talk again later in the week. Once again, he's Jim Turvey at Turvey bets. Um, thanks my friend for, for joining again. Love being on <laughs> every time I'll be here every time. All right. And thanks everybody. For listening once again we are presented by betmgm we will see you later in the in the week we will leave the you know the mystery of <laughs> we have no idea what is going to happen here but we will we will talk again i'm maria marino thanks for listening once again and let's get buckets action network reminds you please gamble responsibly 
If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.